0: I really like Zach Gentry as a player, as a dude, and I hate to see him cut. And also, and related, nothing that happened yesterday mattered. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Steelers reduced their roster by 17. 16 of those were by way of cuts yesterday. It began with the trading of Kendrick Green for a sixth-round pick, an astonishing return for someone who just can't play football. But that came... From the Houston Texans, who are astonishingly bad at the game of football. And the other 16 had a couple of surprises. I I wouldn't say that they're excessive. Gentry is a good player. Gentry is a guy who, ever since he got here in 2019, worked his tail off as much as anyone in the fold. I've shared that with you guys. I've shared with you what his personality is like, uh, how much he's meant to not just Pat Fryermuth's maturation, but also to Connor Hayward's, and then right here in this camp to Darnell Washington's. He did everything that was asked of him. He became pretty much from scratch a good, not great, but a good blocking tight end. And he became a pet project of the head coach, which is not all that common at the NFL level. But Mike Tomlin believed in Gentry and pushed him and pushed him some more and got him to where he is. But where he is isn't good enough to crack a starting duo of Friarmouth and Washington, particularly since Washington acquitted himself well, especially in the blocking area, and because Connor Hayward still. Floating around at multiple different positions that includes tight end if and when needed. That includes blocking if and when needed, though he isn't the biggest, baddest guy in the room. He can get the job done. He can get a lot of different jobs done. Trey Norwood was cut. I don't know of anyone who would be floored by that bit of news. The safety room became very deep, and then the safety situation became complicated because Elijah Riley was in competition with Chandon Sullivan for the slot corner job, but Riley also has experience at safety. And then you get into how do you characterize Keanu Neal? Is he a safety? Is he an inside linebacker? Is he somewhere in, in the middle How often are they going to use the three safety sets? We still don't have that answer. I believe we won't have that answer until there's a Sunday that actually matters. And otherwise, who who are we talking about? We're talking about keeping two punters? Are we still talking about that? I mean, look, you can't have it both ways. If you like what Omar Khan's done to date, you can't presume he's a complete moron and that he accidentally kept two punters. He has to know what he's doing in this situation. It seems to me obvious that there will be a trade. The Eagles, for example, need a punter. And if you can get even one of these sixth rounders like you got for Green or a move up in a couple of drafts like you got for Kevin Dotson, great, man. That's awesome. That's a GM not wasting a single opportunity to improve the quality of assets the team has under its control, even if those assets are in the year 2025, as one of those picks was involving Dotson. Great. Braden Fajoko is going to surprise some people. It should not surprise anybody who's been listening to this show, because I played for you. On this show, six weeks ago, a one-on-one interview that I did with Carl Dunbar, the defensive line coach, who told me unequivocally, unapologetically, and pretty close to loudly that Montrevius Adams is his guy. And I, I know I didn't take it all that seriously either, but they really respect what Adams has done For the defensive line, particularly as a run-stopper, but he also has the ability to get back to the quarterback, but the run-stopping is the main thing. They see him as a safer partner in crime for Keanu Benton. You can't keep three or four nose-tackle guys around. You just can't do it. Optimally, Benton takes that job, and I mean takes it by storm. And if that happens, you've got Adams. Still around, available to help. And that's about it. Everybody gets super stoked about cutdown day for the same reason they get super stoked about trade deadlines, especially in other sports, not so much football. Because it feels like, wow, here's the team. The team is being shaped, and we've been trying to anticipate this, and we've done mock 53 man rosters and everything else, but not much. Was all that seismic out of this? Not one thing that happened yesterday will affect Steelers versus 49ers on September 10. But to kind of reiterate from yesterday's episode, the fact that anybody got engaged in this, got wrapped up and emotional and whatever, tells you what kind of depth is at hand here. I think Gentry does that all by himself. I hope he lands somewhere and gets an honest chance. I believe he's going to show himself. I felt the same way when another tight end, Jesse James, had a similar fate. There wasn't room anymore because this team is getting pretty serious. When we come back, J1Q... This J1Q comes from Maddie, who says, DK, I understand the Steelers look flawless in the preseason. But as we've been saying, even the players have said, you can't buy into the preseason too much. What happens if the Steelers go out in week one against the Niners and dominate the same way? And then they do the same thing against the Browns in week two. Then what? I don't want to look too far ahead, but... What are people going to be saying about the Steelers then? Maddie, it doesn't matter, man. I I have a theme for the day. Things that don't matter. This is the second one. What people say about the Steelers is immaterial. That includes Maddie. That includes me. They're just things that are being said. You don't win anything for that, except in Cleveland, in march that's it that's the only the only qualification turn down the talking heads uh, flip off the hot takes radio and, and turn me off too it just it because none of it matters what you said there that does matter like a ton is beating the 49ers in what's going to be a really high profile game for the league one would think On that opening Sunday, and then beating the Browns here in Pittsburgh on a Monday night. Remember, that's a Monday Nighter. You know whose opinions I'll be interested to hear after that, after that 2 0 start? The Steelers, okay? The Steelers players. You know whose opinions I was interested in after the preseason game in Atlanta? Yeah, those guys in the locker room. And I shared some of those with you because their confidence level, their internal belief, oh man, that matters so much, Maddie. It's where you develop not only a a self-trust, but a trust in those around you. You look around the locker room and you see your teammates and your collective in a different light. I've been covering sports all my life. I know what this looks like. I know what this sounds like. And I know what it feels like. And I felt it in Atlanta while understanding, and as you pointed out yourself, all of them went out of their way to mention, it's preseason, it's preseason, it's preseason. Right. But what they're believing in isn't that they beat the Falcons or they beat the Bills or Buccaneers because the outcomes don't matter. What they believe in is what they're going through every day on the practice field, in the film room. And then when they can go out and do it in a stadium and get it done against another team, and then put that on film and then study that, they feel that much better about it. It's a bolster. Now, to go out there and do it against the Niners and against the Browns and to get that kind of start going, what that's going to be like for these guys, I could tell you this based on having talked to a ton of them here all summer long, is it's going to feel not like, Oh, gosh, wow, look at us, the pundits had it all wrong and and that kind of nonsense. It's going to feel like a validation. It's going to feel like I've put in and we've put in all this work to get to this level of performance and faith. And now we went out there and we did it against two NFL opponents one of them very good the other one the browns i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of steelers we're gonna do another one of these tomorrow